GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim, and with me remotely, the one and only, Butterboy. Yo. How's it going, dude? Uh, well, <laughs> you and I have both had interesting weeks. Yours more interesting than mine. So, uh, here, here we are recording the podcast a little later than expected, but... Uh, we're here and uh, looking to have a little fun talking video games this afternoon. Um, I, I washed all the mud from digging a pipe out of my yard, uh, so my basement won't flood. So I'm, I'm ready to talk games. Sounds good. Yeah, no, we've both had uh, eventful eventful uh, week, well, weeks, basically. But um, we're here. We're ready to talk video games, like you said. So let's get into episode 369. Let's, just, let's show our age for being really excited. Three, six, nine. Damn real fine. Uh, I mean, what? Um, of the GameZilla podcast. That's what I meant. Brought to you by our lovely patrons. Yeah, thank you so much to all of our supporter, supporters. Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media is where you can go to start your patronage. Uh, it's where you'll get our bonus show every month, Muster Bus. We review uh, the upcoming month of games with, which, damn, uh, March is ending real fast. So soon enough, we'll be talking April games. Uh, as well as some bonus stuff from the other podcasts available on GameZillaMedia.com, uh, Noobs and Dragons, and The Last Action Podcast. And uh, your patronage can start as low as just $1 per day, I mean, per month, or per day. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> I mean, you, you can do whatever you want, you know, but... It, it'd be dope. I, I'd, give you a, I'd give you a personal 369 in the Discord sometime. Uh, <laughs> every day. <laughs> every day for a dollar. Uh, I, yeah, I'd probably commit to that. If someone's <laughs> see how long I keep that running, as long as you keep them dollars coming in, patreon.com slash gamezilla media. All right. Well, we got a, we got a good show for you today. We're going to go ahead and roll into our topics. Uh, first topic, Butterboy will be, uh, telling us a little bit more, a little extra news that dropped about a game that we are, uh, we are very excited for here at the end of the month. Yeah, we're pretty hyped up for the uh, the latest side game slash installment from the Borderlands franchise, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. It is a um, sort of growth of the Tiny Tina's uh, Siege on Dragon Gate, Dragon Keep, or whatever it's called, uh, DLC from Borderlands 2, where now we are being taken into a, a fantasy game of bunkers and badasses and uh, it, it looks like the core of it is Borderlands, but uh, it's it's going to be evol evolved and different in a lot of ways where you're you're building out your character in a, in a fresh new way. It I'm really excited um, to be casting spells and doing melee attacks and all sorts of stuff with having uh, laughs along with the Borderlands fun. Uh, but the problem that has existed in the past has always been rallying your your group of friends and players to what platform are you going to purchase on? Uh, you know, I know a lot of PC gamers in the past. We've had a hardcore group of uh, PlayStation players, and now it uh, looks like most of our friends are Xbox guys. Well, luckily, it won't matter in the slightest bit if you're this gen, last gen on a PC. Doesn't matter. 
Tiny Tina's Wonderlands uh, was announced to be cross-play and cross-platform. So that's that's super cool to hear. That doesn't matter if you have a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox series system or a PC or a PlayStation 5. Uh, you're you're going to be able to play across those platforms with your friends. And, uh, I mean, it's awesome news. It's, it's something that, you know, we've seen the industry go this way over the last few years. And it's something that, you know, gamers have been, you know, clamoring for for a long time. So, you know, and, and some of these major releases from some of the big studios have been pushing that in that direction as well. So it's just nice to see a game that is so heavily um, rooted in the fun of the cooperative experience embracing this. Because I don't believe that was the case for Borderlands 3. I don't think there was any... They could have added cross-platform no. later at a point. I, I don't know, but... No, not um, not at the moment uh, that I'm aware of, because I remember yeah. rebuying it for PC just because there were some... Like you said, there were some friends that wanted to play it, but they could only play on PC. So, um, you know, it... Uh, it's it's nothing new, right? People were, were used to cross play, but like you said, this particular style of game and obviously this franchise, this is something that uh, is big time. And, and also for a game that uh, I think a lot of people are very excited about, we're going to be able to enjoy this. What seems like, okay, knock, knock on wood or whatever, however you want to uh, keep your, keep your luck up. Seems like we're going to be able to do this at launch right and so a lot of the other stuff we've talked about it's like well it, that wasn't at launch that it happened down the road you know and uh and because of it like sometimes they're a little it's a little clunky so hopefully this just works now mind you i do remember trying to play borderlands 3 when it launched and just play multiplayer and it was all sorts of a mess so i don't know we'll see how it all goes but Right out the gate, this is pretty cool because if I want to play on PC, which is primarily where I play it, you know, now, um, you know, and then we have Butterboy and even my wife who both love the franchise, but they're going to be playing on the Xbox. There's not necessarily, and there's not a limitation there. So um, we'll see how it all goes. This also could just give me a reason to use my Xbox and maybe I just end up buying it on Xbox anyways. But, um, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I'm currently thinking about going all in this time and getting the um, the epic great edition or new chaotic great. Yeah, chaotic great edition, which is the one that comes with uh, just a little bit of cosmetic stuff and the first season pass. Um, you know, we know with the last Borderlands games, they did multiple season passes because if you want to play um, for the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox series system, there is a next level edition uh, as we've seen the trend happen a lot with this generation of games, that $70 price point. So then to get that next higher edition with the season pass, it's only 20 more dollars It's coming in around $90. So I think that's going to be me. Cause obviously I'm going to play it on series X. I want to have the next level edition. So I think I'm, this might be the first time I buy into a, uh, a higher edition of a game at launch. Wow. You, right, you feeling okay? Is everything you sure? Yeah, because the, the season pass is 30 bucks. So in the long term, assuming I enjoy the game, I'm going to save 10 bucks by doing that. Yeah, there so, you go. I see. So I, yeah. Value those, boy found value in it. OK, all right. Yeah, yeah I, got I, I got there because if if it was a $30 price difference, I was like, well, I don't need all the extra cosmetic stuff. I'll just get the base game. But the fact that I'm already going to pay 10 more dollars for the visual upgrade, which is worth it, in my opinion, um, in this situation 
I'd rather it not cost extra. I'd rather it be 60 bucks. But again, if that's the deal, then if that's what it's going to cost, that's what I'm going to do. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. A problem you, you wouldn't have if you bought it on PC, right? You'd be able to just high spec the $60 edition and it looked great. Isn't that true? Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Damn. We're getting scammed on consoles. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> always kind of been the case, but um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm excited for this game. I keep like, I keep kind of like, I don't want to say forgetting about it, but like getting, you know, getting distracted. And then like, I, it like hits me. I was like, Oh God, is it out? And I'm like, no, wait, no, we still have a few days, you know, type deal. So, um, I'm, I'm pretty pumped because I mean, I play primarily, I play Fortnite, Right. And so, um, like to have that game, that's like, Ooh, this is going to be my fun offline game. This is going to be, it's going to be my good time. Like, you know, when I'm not streaming, uh, I don't like, I've been doing that with destiny too, a little bit. And it's been fun, but like this game is, this game's like the ridiculous, like, like I don't have that just goofy, balls to the wall, crazy, just ridiculous game right now. So I'm, um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, don't don't get too big of a head start on me. I'm gonna be starting the game about a week behind, unfortunately, because I am going on a road trip next weekend. So no problems. Yep. So don't so don't beat the game. So please don't beat the game in your first week having it. Yeah. I mean, it all comes down to to <laughs> Juno Jade. You know. I mean, that's really what yeah. it comes down to. So we'll see how that goes. But she'll run it back. She has no problem playing games over again. Yeah. I mean, she's played Skyrim about eight hundred thirty-two times. So. Yeah. I just I'm, know I have to text I'm her and be like, it. start a new character, and she'll she'll be like, okay, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Exactly. So. All right, um, our next topic moving into some Nintendo news. Butterboy, you had some uh, you had some feelings on uh, on the Wave One of the new uh, the the big the big DLC pack that's slowly being rolled out by Nintendo. Yeah, so uh, we have uh, the first eight cart courses of the Mario Kart Eight expansion pass that dropped today. And again, my initial uh, reaction when they announced this was a ton of excitement. You and I both love Mario Kart Eight. It'd be cool to have a Mario Kart Nine, but if they're going to give us forty-eight or whatever it is more courses for Mario Kart Eight, I'm going to keep playing it because I love the game. Uh, so today we have the the first wave, and I, I you know. All honesty, haven't played them yet. I probably download them after work today and, uh, you know, play them over the weekend some. But the um, my initial look is there. There's a they feel a little bit underwhelming. I wanted to have some bangers here and we'll, we'll go over the courses that are available in this pack. And again, I haven't played them. Maybe I play them this weekend. I come back next week and say I was super wrong. These eight courses are all dope. Very exciting. We're gonna have a ton of fun with them. So um we have Paris Promenade, which is from Mario Kart Tour. You'll hear me talk about that a lot. If you've never played Mario Kart Tour. Oh, no. Mar is Mario Kart Tour the mobile game? No, I think this is uh, I think this is also the arcade because I, I know this. I know this course. Because my take the whole time was that Mario Kart Tour was the name of the. The uh, arcade game. Uh, Mario Kart Tour is the, the mobile. Is the mobile. It is mobile. Yeah. Oh, well, that sucks. Then this <laughs> this does seem more underwhelming. So I believe we're gonna have some courses coming from the Mario Kart GP or whatever the the arcade yeah. game is. Um, but th that's not what we're getting here. Well, so we have uh, Paris Promenade from the mobile game. Admittedly, I've never played it, so maybe I'll have to download it to 
actually be able to compare from game to game how it plays. Ferris Promenade, we have Toad Circuit from the 3DS. Uh, Coco Mountain from the N64. Coco uh, Mountain, let's go. A frustrating classic. I hated that course then, and I bet I'll still hate it now. Uh, Coconut Mall from the Wii, and that's that's all in the Golden Dash Cup. And then in the Lucky Cat Cup, you lucky, you cool cats and kittens. We have Tokyo Blur from Tour. We have Shroom Ridge from the 3DS game. We have the Sky Garden from the GBA. Let's go, Sky Garden. And then uh, Ninja Hideaway from Tour. So initially I had some excitement around the fact that three of these eight courses were coming from what I thought was the arcade game. But no, Mental Fart, this is the mobile app. So I don't know, are these courses any good? I've never played the mobile app. I've I've run some races in that arcade game because anytime I'm at a Dave & Buster's, you know, I'm running it. And actually the arcade that's a mile from my house has um, a two-player machine of the arcade game. But that's not what these are. That's a little underwhelming. That these are these are courses brought in from the free to play mobile game, not even like the sort of elusive arcade cabinet that you have to probably live in a city that has a barcade, you know, a, a big enough uh, establishment like a Dave and Buster's or something to support that. Um, yeah, so, so almost almost half, almost half, almost one almost half of these are mobile app ports. You might as well say almost one entire uh, cup is uh, mobile mobile courses. And I, and again, I mean, I, I haven't played the mobile played version, so maybe they're not, maybe they're pretty decent. I don't know. But as far as like, I'm really excited, like Coco Mountain and Coconut Mall um, are, are both ones that I, I remember um, love or hate, whatever, whatever your feelings are on them. Those are two that I'd like to get to, to get back to. And then Sky Gardens, one that uh, definitely uh, excites me coming coming over from the GBA, you know. There's and and then uh, and Shroom Ridge too. Shroom Ridge from 3DS, I do remember as well. So, like those, I, I if I remember right, Toad Circuit's a pretty. If I'm not crazy, I thought Toad Circuit was a really boring course. I think it's a pretty straightforward yeah. raceway. Um, in in the vein of like a Mario Circuit from N64. Uh, but a little little more slimmed down. It might be the 3DS's like early cup, just straightforward raceway. Yeah, that's um, what I kind of remember it as. So, and I think a, a I think there addition. was yeah, I think there was a lot of like you know mushrooms like right on the track that you could hit for boosting. But like it, you know, it wasn't that crazy wild out there course. So that's probably uh, you know minusing the tours because I don't have any personal experience with them, so they're just kind of off to the side to, to you know TBA. Um, I think Toad Circuit is the the lowest on my my list there, and then I'm as far as Cocoa Mountain, Coconut Mall, Sh- uh, Sky Garden, Shroom Ridge, probably in that order as far from top to top to from most ex- uh, excited to least excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think you're you're pretty spot on with where you have those placed. Um, I did literally just now download. Uh, Mario Kart Tour. So I'm going to play it here some <laughs> this weekend. And that way I'll, I'll, I'll update in the disc in the GameZilla channel in the discord, like what I think of these tracks and maybe even can see if I can run some of them and then compare how I feel about how they play on the switch version. So I have a little bit more of an educated opinion moving forward. Cause again, I was a little caught off guard that I guess I could have played these could have played these this morning on uh, on the phone and then download them this afternoon and, Known where I was uh, a little more locked in on opinion, but I'm but I'm not. 
but yeah, I think what I'm gonna do too, since we talked about this today, I'm gonna go ahead and update my my Mario Kart on Switch. I'm gonna go ahead and purchase the DLC because I haven't yet. And do you have the N64 expansion? Do you have the online expansion? No, I do not. Okay, because it does come with that. It was one of the reasons I like. Then I mauled it over. Like, is now the time I finally buy the Nintendo Switch Online expansion to get this DLC? Because I wasn't going to buy it for the Animal Crossing DLC, right? But for this, maybe it's it's still more than I want to pay a year. I'd rather just own this DLC outright. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Either I sign up for that or 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 I pick up the DLC, and then I'm going to go ahead and work my way through these new courses so that I can have a update next week on the podcast of uh, my thoughts on uh, Wave One. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a, a full review and put it up uh, as a uh, a free post on our Patreon or something Ooh. like that. We'll we'll do a, a recap of how we feel about these courses. There. That might be a good time spent in our pre-show next week and we'll, we'll put it up open for everybody um just to, so you can go check out some of the stuff on our patreon yeah all right let's move into our uh, our last topic of the show and that is uh gamestop has lost 381 million last year and we'll be looking uh into crypto and nfts for success in the future <laughs> the quote is uh, GameStop says it will make targeted bets in blockchain gaming and cryptocurrency. So uh, retailer GameStop announced their earnings uh, for the past year just recently. And as I just wrote, read on the title there, the company posted an overall loss of $381 million for the fiscal year. GameStop CEO Matt Furlong said in a briefing that they were multiple factors that negatively impacted GameStop results in the past year, but the company remains steadfast in its commitment to taking a hit now if it leads to greater results down the road. Uh, the, the quote goes on to say, the combination of supply chain issues and the Omicron variant and a sizable impact on the past year's holiday season we made a conscious decision to lean in and absorb higher costs in order to meet customer demand. We felt and continue to feel that investing in our customers and rebuilding our brand loyalty right now is the company's best interest over the long term. No duh. Um, Furlong also reiterated during the call that GameStop is making moves to become a technology company as opposed to strictly a video game retailer. GameStop aims to become a customer-obsessed technology company one that has wider offerings more competitive pricing faster sh uh, shopping stronger customer service and an easier shopping experience so gamestop although gamestop posted a massive loss of uh, over the past fiscal year for long mentioned that gamestop has made several changes to help improve profitability one such method was by cutting ties with external consultants which were costing the company millions of dollars per year and Furlong did not name which consultants were cut, but it goes on to say that as for now, GameStop plans to turn things around. GameStop will look to NFTs and crypto. We see significant long-term potential in the more than $40 billion market for NFTs. We are going to continue taking steps to create new offerings and make target bets in blockchain gaming and cryptocurrency. We have learned from the, from the mistakes of the past decade when GameStop failed to adapt to the future of gaming. 
Now, is NFT when we use these words NFT and crypto, and then we and then we try to smash it together with gaming? Like, is that the future of gaming, GameStop, or are you just looking for the quick buck? Like, because I don't think it went over too well when Atari said they were going to launch NFTs. I don't think Ubisoft and Konami and them that have been trying to work with blockchain within their games uh, are look, you know, are doing too well with it. In fact, I can't name one video game right now that I give two shits about that have anything, any involvement or anything to do with NFTs or crypto. And you're a crypto guy. Like oh, you're yeah, in yeah. the crypto oh, game, yeah. so so that's different worlds. It, it, it needs to go with the with the fact that when I say I don't really care what companies have going on with crypto and NFT, I'm not in. I'm not in the game. <laughs> right. You're you're involved. You you're passionate and you follow cryptocurrencies and you understand what's going on with NFTs. And so it it is. It's currently a really hard sell to gamers to not feel like it's big business trying to get one over on us. We uh, we still haven't been sold what the real long-term value of anything NFT-related in gaming could possibly be. Yeah, and so, you know, one thing that they announced, one one of its bets that GameStop is making for the NFT crypto spaces through its $100 million partnership with Immutable, uh, Immutable X for an NFT marketplace. And I'm and, and like I guess my question here is like GameStop, you don't own anything okay you sell everyone else's shit so like what in god's name are you going to put on that marketplace that you actually have the right to put on that marketplace like gamestop logo you're going to bring back funko land logos like like what do you got that that people actually care about you can't put mario up there you can't put you know you can't put these characters that are what that are what make you money because you don't own them so like I don't really understand unless you're going to build a marketplace and then you're going to promote that marketplace to like similar to how you promote your brick and mortar stores to companies to sell their product. So are, are you literally building like a back end and saying, hey, come put your NFTs on our marketplace? Because there are already many, 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 many marketplaces out there for NFTs that are already large. And so you're you're like you are already doing what you've done in the past. You're already behind. You're already playing catch up. And like so, here we are again. You're sitting here like, well, th- we learned from our mistakes. No, you didn't. You're just you're just gr- honestly, I feel like you're just grabbing at straws because NFT crypto and the gaming world is not a thing right now. Like do do like popular pro gamers and streamers and stuff do they like market nfts and try and like put and like you know push stuff through sponsorship or whatever you know whatever deals they have sure but to sit there and say the future of gaming i think is actually kind of like not true at all currently and i don't really uh, i don't really understand what um what your plan is here other than just throwing a hundred million dollars away the, the whole NFT uh, cross gaming space right now is re- still really feels really disingenuous. Um, and like I mentioned a few minutes ago, no one has explained to me what the long term value like we saw like Ubisoft try to like NFT specific in game items that I don't know, theoretically, since they're blockchain, you could sell to other players. But 
that blows. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I got this really expensive. I paid a lot of money for this helmet in this game that in three years, no one's going to care about in the slightest. We are just now in this cusp of seeing games successfully live on and move beyond just one generation at a time. Or we've seen games now as a service live beyond, hey, we're just going to put out a sequel in four years. We're just now getting to that point in gaming. So it's still a long way before, you know, you're going to be able to sell me that the investment of purchasing an NFT within a video game will have value because as successful as like a Fortnite has been over the last several years, the game's popularity has still declined some. It's not at its peak anymore. So what's going to happen when the next big game comes along and then everyone stops playing Fortnite? It could happen. Yeah. Yeah, no one could have thought Minecraft was going to have the staying power it's going to have, but it's still not as popular as it once was. Right, exactly. And I mean, Roblox has stepped in and, and, you know, it's the new it is the new Minecraft in a way. But I, um, you know, I could see blockchain technology. And if you want to use the word NFT uh, technology, I could see it being used in like like one way that comes to my mind that that as far as the evolution of gaming and and you don't even have to use these words you you could just it could just be that technology in the background branded for gaming and maybe that's what they'll do but like a great example would be i go on fortnite i hop over there and i pick up the you know the latest and greatest batman skin and I wear it, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I, I thought this was cool, but turns out when you third person, when you're staring at someone's back of their head, and all it is is a cape, it's not that cool. I'm gonna throw it back onto the Fortnite store, and someone can buy it off me, and I'm gonna get you know 80 percent, and Fortnite's gonna take a 20 percent, and now Fortnite, and now Fortnite's got 120 percent, you know, on this NFT token that I can pass from player to player, you know, and allow people to interchange skins and things like that. Like I could get that technology um, being integrated into games, but like you're just utilizing like NFT and, and, and blockchain. I don't even want to say the word crypto because that makes no sense. Like NFT and, NFT and blockchain, the, the NFT is the, is, is the, 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 you know, the item. So the skin or or the the weapon or whatever you know, depending on what game you're playing, and then and then the blockchain is the is the ability to pass it from one person to another over and over and over again, and basically take your old school GameStop, you know, business plan from brick and mortar days of used games and use it digitally in games. The problem is is that the the game developers have to be on board for this. So I don't again I don't even understand where GameStop gets their cut. I guess their cut is use our use our uh, our store, you know, use our marketplace. But then again, why wouldn't Fortnite just build it into their game? So I, I don't, I st- I still don't understand where GameStop like really sits to gain anything out of this con- out of my concept at least. But if your if your idea is to simply be like, hey, Nintendo, you should start selling NFTs of Mario, which guess what would sell big time. But but you should sell them on our marketplace. You know, we invest a hundred million dollars into our marketplace. We're gonna then offer you X amount of money to for exclusivity of your of Nintendo NFTs onto our marketplace, and then we're gonna sell them and we and we take a cut. Like I guess, but 
again, I just, I just don't, I just, I don't understand. I really don't understand how this is, this is what's going to help turn GameStop around, you know, and they go on to say that like GameStop uh, at the end of the fiscal 2021 year, they had $1.27 billion in cash, which is up, uh, which was about $760 million higher than the close of fiscal 2020. But they don't mention the fact that a lot of that inflation is just BS fact that like that your company got pumped up through the stock market and people just refuse to let you die. So they're holding on to this stock and keeping you keeping you, you know, like you were dead in the water until that happened. And now you have all this extra cash flow. So now you're like, OK, well, now we need to try to do something. And, and you know, these ideas are this this one idea. I don't want to say ideas because we haven't heard your ideas. Uh, it seems doesn't seem smart, doesn't seem responsible. It just you know, like when you when you read the like when you read the room, I I mine, I invest in crypto. Okay, so when you read the room, you damn well know that you could be rich. There's there's literally commercials during the Super Bowl this year that you could be a millionaire one hour and the next hour you're broke. Okay, that's crypto. That's NFTs. That's blockchain. You, you live and die by chance. You, you know, it, it is not stable at all. And like it, and it's fun for that reason. And I invest the money. I invest the money that I can afford to invest and, and just and mess around with it. Try to make some money. And in all reality, just be it's, it's like being a day trader just in a different way. Um, I don't see how that's a good idea for GameStop. But I mean, we're talking about a company that closed 174 stores in the U.S., um, 22 in Canada, 47 in Europe, and um, continues to have 417 stores in total. Um, wait, uh, sorry. Uh, it, oh, I'll, sorry. Uh, they didn't close any any stores in Australia, which continues to have 417 stores. So GameStop has 4,573 stores worldwide as of January 29th of this year which is down from 4816. So you're shrinking your brick and mortar side and your investment is going into this this super super unstable world. And then in the, the other piece that like really makes me feel like I don't trust you is Reggie Philzame came out and the former Nintendo of America president uh who was on the GameStop board of directors for almost a year came out and finally said why he left and criticized GameStop management for not allowing him to attend planning sessions to map out GameStop's future. They literally wouldn't share their strategies with their board of directors. A guy with a tremendous amount of experience yeah. in helming Nintendo of North America. A person who, at least the perception from gaming fans, is pretty tuned in to what gaming fans want. Yeah. It it, it would it'd be like if if Phil Spencer were to show up and they'd be like, no, thank you. We don't want we don't want to hear from you. Like, oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, and that's what, yeah, and that's what he literally came out and said. He goes, the issue was, as the strategy was beginning to be developed, I asked to be part of the team to develop the strategy. I knew the business. I knew it as a consumer. I knew it as a vendor. I had had pretty strong opinions on how the business needed to be pivoted, but I was rebuffed, and uh, the perspective was, Reggie, we want to keep the team small, so it's going to be myself, which was investor Ryan Cohen, 
and a few other people I bought, uh, brought on board. And so, yeah, with, with that decision by Cohen and everything, uh, Reggie took this as a, as a sign that it was his time to leave the board of directors for GameStop. So, I mean, you literally have someone that in, is in the industry that is one of the, is an icon. I mean, like you could you could literally today, Reggie could be like, I want to come back to Nintendo and we all would scream, please let him come back. You know, not because Nintendo even needs it, but because that's Reggie. Like you want him. You want Phil Spencer. You want these people. And GameStop was like, no. <laughs> like what? <laughs> nah, we, nah, we we do him. We do him pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a, I have an animal uh, website where we sell dog toys, and um, I think I know what I want to do. So thanks, Reggie, but you just sit in your chair and collect your, you know, collect your money that I want to give you. We, we got this. Like, like, are you kidding me? So, so yeah, to to you know, when that came out earlier, and to mix that in back into the crypto and NFT in, investment that GameStop wants to do, I just like. If this is something that you're going to work on over five years, you know, then maybe, maybe my tune changes here when I actually can see how this technology is going to be integrated into the into the industry. But that also tells me that you probably shouldn't have said anything right now, and you should have just kept working on it because because when you when you come forward and you say we lost three hundred eighty million dollars. And, you know, um, but don't worry, we're building loyalty through ways that we don't explain. We're built, we're, sh- we're shutting down stores and we have less stores than ever. We're going to make it easier for you to shop, but we don't necessarily explain how. And we invest a hundred million dollars into NFT crypto. Uh, we want to build our own marketplace to do nothing. We, which we didn't tell you what we're going to do with it. So like as an investor, I, I would laugh at them. As as a you know as a game fan and and someone who spends plenty of of money on on game game equipment stream equipment whatever every year like I just I look at them super confused as to like what are you doing like you've literally been given a second chance through complete chaos in the stock market and you still can't seem to pull your head out of your ass that's how I feel right now. Yeah, I um it's 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 obviously early to judge what what they're doing based on, you know, th- this vague description. But what we can judge what they're doing on is their continual fumbling over and falling flat on their face for every attempt that they've had to revamp their business over the last decade. <laughs> right. I cannot get over ruining ThinkGeek. I'm still salty about it. They yep. took a website I loved shopping from and just bought it and then just took a big steamy dump on it, integrated <laughs> it in integrated their stores, and no one cares in the slightest bit about that brand any longer. Like, how do you cannibalize a thriving brand? Yeah. So I, I have no I have no faith whatsoever that they're gonna come out with some sort of idea that's gonna rock the gaming world with NFT and crypto they're just saying buzzwords in a meeting that's, and that's, like, it. This that's guy, it this guy knows what he's doing he's talking about what the kids <laughs> want this guy promote this man head of head of uh retail strategy head of web development strategy this man will take us to the promised land and that guy's like dude i read 
like an article that explained what these words were <laughs> yeah right before i came in here yeah nice, <laughs> Dude, nice. i was just asking where the bathroom was like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but no i mean you're right it's buzzwords to create it to try to create excitement and and i mean what has gamestop done in in the like like you said the last you know several decades that that where they were the leader in something you know that they they just they weren't i mean you could argue that the the secondary resale of used games way back when would be something that you know they kind of started and they were just the bigger they were the big dog of it and they bought everybody else up you know but overall like what have they done besides fail over and over and over again and just bleed money until they were basically on you know on bankruptcy death's door and then wall street bets were like man remember when remember when we were kids and we used to we used to go to gamestop or funko land how great that was let's all let's all just buy a bunch of stock and just boost this boost this company up and, and increase their value with for no reason for there's there's not no reason why this the value should go up on this company but let's just do it anyways and then gamestop acts comes over here and acts like they that like they they earned this like they like they deserved it like they like they came back they're the phoenix coming back from the ashes and it's like no no you guys are still technically a joke you're literally a you're a meme stock that's what you're called okay so take your money like in, in all honesty what i would have done and what some people did do was jump ship right now you're literally being given a gift get out and some people did, but as a company, you have to do something now, right? Like, I, like I go back to that, mo like that episode in the office when, like, when like Michael's Michael decides he, you know, they get bought out, and he realizes that being a salesperson is more lucrative than being a manager anymore. So he he basically takes the the sales job, and he's sitting at his desk, and and literally doesn't know what to do. And then you know, Jim calls him. He's like, "Hey, man." Gotta make some phone calls. Can't sit there and do nothing, right? And like it just—it's that's what it is. It's like, all right, cool. Here's all this money. You guys don't deserve it. Do something with it. For the love of God, do something with it. Go, like you want to talk about NFTs and crypto? Like how do you have a you know over a billion dollar surplus at this point, and you are not trying to figure out some sort of new collaboration, some sort of future deal with the likes of Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony, these people that are your, they're literally your lifeline. They're your, so like, you, that's where you should be focusing. Like, what are they like? And maybe they're not going to tell you all their secrets. I get that. But like, what are they building in, the, you know, that's future that that's the, for their future that you can somehow, you know, sleaze your way into like you did in the past with used video games that pissed everybody off and just do it again like that because that's really your M.O. Like, like you've never been good for anybody. Nintendo and Sony and, and Microsoft, they, they use you because you had infrastructure and because people walked into your door. They, we all know that the relationship between GameStop and these developers and these companies were never really good. Because people didn't like the fact that GameStop was making millions and billions of dollars off of reselling used games, and and zero percent of that ever went back to the developer, the publisher, or anybody else. So, like, 
you you rebuilding those bridges like there's not even landmass between you know to build a bridge to, in the middle of because you literally have blown that out of the water over the last decade of just screwing screwing these companies over. And I mean, I'm taking a very aggressive stance on this. I'm sure there's some good relationships here and there, but like overall, I think everyone is, looks at you and realizes we don't need you anymore. And like, and that's sad. But that's your fault for, for, as you said, not realizing the times and trying to evolve. And now you're still trying to evolve and, and you, you bleed out $380 million, You throw $100 million into an investment that, let's be honest, just like Butterboy said, Think Geek was an investment. Uh, retro video games were, were an um, platform was an investment. Um, um, evolving your, ga your, your game pro, gamer pro you know, system was all investment. A uh, rental rental system was an investment, which none of those exist anymore. Rental system. Yeah. So, like, you haven't, in my opinion, thrown anything out there from from a new platform and investment or anything that's that's worked or been a good idea. And I and I can't even remember how long. So, I I don't know. And I used to work for that company. So not only am I in the crypto world and wondering why why GameStop's talking about it, but I also used to work for the company. Understand, and this was a long time ago, but understood back then how stupid it they were. So nothing's changed. You just you just got a lifeline of a bunch of people that were that. Let's be honest, they all made some money off of you too. If you if they got in at the right time, they made money off you. And because of it, you got you got some you got a second chance that you are just doing nothing with, you know, like, and and I don't know, may, may, maybe maybe I'll uh, you know insert my foot in mouth here in in a little bit when they when they explain more of how this marketplace is going to work and how it's going to generate all this phantom money that they think it's going to generate. But if you lost three eighty and you have one point two, whatever one point two billion. You can only lose 380. Like you can't lose that many more times before you're right back in the gate of uh oh. Um, we have to we have to cut ties with all of our with all of our lenders and everything because we have no no cash flow and uh, we're dead in the water. And if you're gonna blame supply and demand, sure you couldn't get the Xboxes and the PlayStation Fives that you that you would have liked, but nobody could, no one. So what do you do? Right. And the, and you know, the answer is you want to become a technology company, an obsessed technology company. Great. Stop using these words and actually share your strategy out. Maybe not to the public. Okay. I'd like to hear more about your ideas, but for the love of God, when you have someone like Reggie on your board, share it with them. Reggie went through some low times in Nintendo and the and some of the most epic times in Nintendo. He's seen the bottom and he's seen the ceiling. Use his experience so that she can maybe last another five years because you bleed 380 in the, over the next couple of years, you won't be here. I'm done right. with my rant. <laughs> I mean, I, we, we covered a lot. Obviously, GameStop is one of our favorite... Uh, Favorite victims of abuse here on the GameZilla podcast. We, uh, they, 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 they continuously do basically nothing right. So, uh, it, it comes up, it seems like it's every few months we have something else to talk about where we're just face palming at decisions GameStop makes. I, for one, 
hope that they are able to successfully parlay something involving NFTs into keeping the company afloat and bring back value as a company to the spaces uh, of gaming instead of just leeching off all of us like blood-sucking monsters clinging for dear life. Uh, because that's how I feel like GameStop's been for a long time. They haven't been the brand that brings value to the gamers. They're just leeches. They're yeah. just vampires. And this is and... from this is from the corporate level. Okay, guys. Like yeah. I'm not again, I, I don't want anybody to feel like I'm attacking a store level. I think the people that work at store level are are gamers. I think they're they're passionate. I think they, you know, but they have to play within the rules of their company, right? And that's the sucky part. So, like, I've met plenty of people through GameStop that are absolutely amazing individuals. They are a true asset to the gaming industry. And, um, but the problem is, is that once you go outside the store level and you go into the regional corporate ladder, it's like, you know, it's, it's literally a shit show. Agreed. All right. Well, guys, hop in the Discord, hop over there to the GameZilla Media, GameZilla Podcast channel, and let's keep the conversation going. Maybe you have some additional information that we missed about GameStop that uh, makes it, it makes more sense as to why they're doing this. Share it in the Discord. Let us know. Um, maybe you want to vent more, <laughs> vent more like I am. That's fine too. And then we can also talk about the other topics from today's show and anything else gaming related or, or whatever that you want to talk about. So. Um, again, head on over to the Gamesville Media Discord and jump in that Gamesville podcast channel, and let's keep the conversation rolling. But uh, we want to thank our patrons one last time as we wrap up this episode. Yeah, thank you to all of our supporters, patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media. Why don't you go ahead and download Mario Kart Tour so we can talk about it? Yep. Uh, yeah, we're... Uh, we're really thankful to everyone who supports us on on Patreon, keeps our website up, keeps this podcast going, and as well as supports the uh, the Last Action Podcast and Noobs and Dragons, and for the past supporters of Legend of Retro when that was running. So thank you so much to everyone who keeps GameZilla Media going, and uh, we appreciate you. Yep, absolutely. So everyone, thank you for tuning in to episode 369. 369! Three take nine, damn good man. <laughs> it just gets less coherent as I yeah. go along. Of the GameZilla podcast, <laughs> episode 369 of the GameZilla podcast. We really appreciate you. And remember, we are your free elite DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on. Game on. <laughs>